May 12, 1846. The Donner Party departs Independence, Missouri with what seemed like enough snacks. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest is friend of the show and absolutely hilarious. Please welcome yeah. back Christy Buckley. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So excited like, to have you. <laughs> I like your lack of a noun in that friend of the show and absolutely hilarious, period. No <laughs> noun. Look, no discussion. I've been. It's fine. It's finals well, week. I've been up to my ankles yeah. in nouns for like two days straight. Yeah, dude. Do technically, your it thing. works That's in cool. that context. Exactly. I just. The way you said it, it felt like there should be another word on the end of that sentence. <laughs> well, duly noted. Uh, uh, yeah, this, that concludes our that concludes podcast critique yeah, section. That, yeah. Usually we spend about two hours prior to the show critiquing Brian's performance, but <laughs> occasionally it seeps into the show itself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that that's actually pretty much how I spend most of my days anyway. So yeah, he he does most of the critiquing himself. He handles it. <laughs> I just call Zach yeah. and criticize myself <laughs> for two hours. It's very nice of him to actually indulge me like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we do on this bullshit? <laughs> uh, so if you've never listened before, this is a comedy slash history podcast in which we uh, examine a person or event from the history of this. The human race. (laughs) No dinosaur history? No. As of yet, no. But if you want to get into some Jurassic shit, I guess we could. I don't know if we'd be able to examine specific individual dinosaurs so much as species. (laughs) I mean, that would just be a fun... Denver last dinosaur? I think maybe he could have some interesting... Um, That'd just be a fun hour of just shitting on different dinosaur breeds. Regardless... Um, this is a mostly non-dinosaur podcast. Lame. In- I'm going. I'm leaving. <laughs> well, actually... Wait till you see my alternate it's... history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first part is strictly non-dinosaur. Part two? Dinosaur possible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> open to dinosaurs. It's like a thing you see on a profile for a furry. Open to dinosaurs. Um... Regardless, we look at a person or event from history, we tell this true story of that person or event, and then uh, another fellow person on the podcast tells a crazy batshit alternate version that may or may not involve dinosaurs or robots or demons or wizards or any of the and all of the above. Can have all of them. Exactly. And at the end, we vote on what is the true history of of this brilliant blue marble called Earth going forward. Your, your, <laughs> your description of the show has gotten more and more elaborate as time goes on. Well, the show, I think, has gained layers. And yeah. by that, I mean... It has for me, for sure. I'm like, whoa, as, did that happen? Um, I want it to. I mean, we don't keep track of it in part... I, I Actually, the show has probably gotten simpler because as my... Our crippling drinking problem has progressed. We've lost Our. brain cells. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I drink just, enough just doing the, the two royal of us, I think, Brian. There. Brian's just sitting here drinking tea, so mm. I don't know about uh, it being a, a team drinking problem. Yeah. But <laughs> No, we agreed. We share our problems. Yeah. 
Yes, we say R. When Brian calls me about his insecurities, I say there are insecurities and vice versa. Um, But uh, last time, you may remember, if you're a a regular listener of the show, we had the wonderful Katie Bowman on. Yeah, she is awesome. Yeah, uh, we discussed uh, another awesome person, Eugene Ballard, um, an African-American French... uh, airman in world war one who was dissed by his home country of america brian is taking a selfie behind the scenes check our instagram check our instagram for this awesome selfie <laughs> so good the best um anyways eugene ballard a real american hero interrupted by a selfie like so many people at the vietnam memorial Sorry, we got bored we did a full episode on him um <laughs> Uh, does not deserve the respect. The 21st century no longer respects him. <laughs> but uh, apparently neither do we, because his true inspiring story of being uh, a jazz bow and a French airman was uh, also added to by Katie Bowman, who said he was a friend to sex workers, giving them condoms and bear spray to keep away dangerous Johns. Mm-hmm. And again, thank you to Katie Bowman for that. Yeah, uh... This week, we are discussing uh, Jeanette Rankin. Rankin, Is that correct? Yes. Correct. I I am not doing any of the parts this week, so I don't, as per usual, don't know what the fuck is going on. He's actually just way more drunk than usual. That's his prerogative. Mm -hmm. Jeanette Rankin. (laughs) Yeah. When I get this drunk, usually whoever goes second wins because it's the only one I can remember by the end of the show. (laughs) But Christy, you're doing the true story. Yeah. And I'm doing the alternate, so whenever you're ready. Okay. Yeah, I was supposed to say that part, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. We, I just can't wait we'll to get there together. We'll the get show. there together. It's Friday, you guys. We're doing our best. <laughs> yeah, it is Friday. Usually we record on a on on hump day, but uh, <laughs> we don't need to today. call it that. That's fine. Yeah. It's five o'clock here and it's Friday, so that yep. explains it. Yep. Hey there, this is Brian reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists. Okay, Jeanette Rankin. She was born in 1880 in Missoula, Montana. Uh, she is a con- she was the first congresswoman in, uh, fr- in Montana. Uh, who, which was considered a pretty liberal place. It's kind of interesting, a lot of these western states, Montana, Wyoming, mm. things like that, they actually granted the right to vote state uh, at the state level uh, much earlier than most states. Because, Well, they didn't have a lot of people. They needed everyone they could yeah. get is really what they, why they did it. But I like to think they thought women were people. Um, <laughs> but she was the... F- <laughs> That's, I think, if you go to Wyoming nowadays, their state motto is, we like to think we thought women. Yeah, yeah. It's really different now. It's changed. They've really taken steps back in progress. Uh, No, uh, but she she was was the only female congresswoman. She still is the only one they've ever had. Oh, really? I missed yes. that part. Jesus Christ, Montana, get your shit yeah. together. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, but she came a congresswoman in 1916, uh, was instrumental in um, bringing the national suffrage movement uh, to Woodrow Wilson's desk, like almost directly. Um, so that's, uh, 
awesome. She was also uh, the only congresswoman to vote against uh, going into World War One. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, uh, men voted against it, but she was the only woman, so she was the only one that was really criticized. Um, but I think like fifty men um, uh, voted against it, uh, and then she also uh, was the only only Congress p- person in either house, Senate or um, House of. Uh, representative she was the only person to vote against entering world war ii when pearl mm-hmm. harbor uh, was bombed um which is very int- i think is very interesting she obviously then like got death threats and she yeah. uh you know her life was you know um probably much more difficult but she's like as a woman i cannot vote to go to war or send anyone else to go to war i cannot do that um but i thought it's it was amazing. very interesting because um, there was only when we voted after 9-11 um, for the uh, necessary force, like giving basically giving Trump or not Trump. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> ah. Skinny uh, Trump. Giving Bush uh, the um, the right to do whatever he deemed necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, they uh, she was Barbara Lee, the representative from California, was the only person to vote against that as well. And they both, Barbara Lee and Jeanette Rankin, had social work background. Uh, oh, shit. So, and I don't know if this is what Jeanette Rankin was thinking, but most social workers have dealt with trauma before, and they know that it's right after trauma, mm-hmm. whether it's Pearl Harbor or 9-11, is not the time to be voting on things like this. You need, like, a wait period. So they probably both were like, we're angry right now. We're not thinking straight. Like, let's take a step. So it's not that they were like, let's never take care of this, but they probably were just like, yeah. whoa, be cool, um, just for a minute. And so I thought that was really interesting comparison because mm-hmm. I had heard about Barbara Lee before um, and to find that um, Jeanette made that same uh, thing way before. I mean, now women are given much more leeway to, you know, have opinions and be <laughs> in power and, and you know, it's not as um, – but they were both given so much criticism and I do feel like it's mm-hmm. probably worse because they uh, were women. Uh, and uh, so I think that's very interesting, but, but that's her main gig is uh, mm-hmm. voting against war in this way and being the only um, obstinate voice, especially in world war two. Um, and obviously being very instrumental in the suffrage mm-hmm. movement. Um, she grew up as the oldest of um four girls and a boy and her her brother actually was the attorney general in montana she had to wield a lot of his power to get her power which is very interesting she needed to use her brother's name in order to get her foot in the door uh but she's willing to do go that route which i think is um awesome and she and she would do a lot of the same chores as boys growing up whether it was like all the farm stuff and that was like the the foundation of her being like, well, if women have to do all this work, why don't we get a voice as well? And so that's really they were, where it came from. It's worth noting that at the time, the boy chores and the girl chores were technically the same, but the girls had to use pink uh, shovels, shovels yeah. and or yeah, yeah. rakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. We've come um, a long way. Yeah, they they had to shoot lame cows with a mm-hmm. pink shotgun. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is uh this is true. Sam Talent. I don't know if you guys have ever had him mm-hmm. on this podcast, but he uh, growing up he had a sister, and they literally did have 
what they called pink and blue chores. Oh, Jesus So Christ. girls had to dust and boys mowed the lawn and they called them pink and blue chores. So that's just what it reminds me of. Anyways. Oh, Sam's so, life. Yeah. So, you know, that's probably not that far from the truth is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was what she did. And she she lived to 1978 six or something she was like 96 she lived mm-hmm. so long 73 maybe it might have been but to um, the point where sorry yeah and she was also clearly a lesbian and i'm just like hell, <laughs> hell yeah like her biogra- biographers like she had a life partner that was a woman but her biographers are kind of split on whether or not she was actually a lesbian or more asexual but i just feel like history wasn't ready and she probably was i feel like it's almost like biographers, historical biographers have to do that thing where like they have to, they can never just be like, she was probably gay or he was probably gay. They have to be like, Peter and his constant chum Charlie were always together. Even at home, they would spend long leisurely nights by yeah. the fire with friendly evening activities. They did this with Eleanor Roosevelt too. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Franklin built her a house in the woods for her and her ladies to hang out. It's like, yeah, right. I, bet, I mean, they he, played was, Mahjong he was off having late sex into with the his night. other cousins. So, yeah. I mean... So, uh, I mean, I get it. They were both happy, but it was yeah. just like, oh, her right. friends. It's like, yeah, right. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Franklin. I was also, Frank- sorry, not laughing at the suggestion that she was a lesbian, but just mainly at Christie's expression when she said that. Yeah. Which was just like. What did I? Oh. It, I don't know. It was just something also, in your eyes. she was, was a lesbian. Like, it makes like me like so her more. Sure. Just makes me like her more, you know, really. Because yeah. uh, uh, she didn't need a man and she really didn't need a man, right. you know. And I really, I wish, I wish I was that yeah. much of a lesbian. <laughs> and I mean, being born in the 1880s also. Yeah, yeah. It sucks that, I mean, but it's so great that she probably put all her sexual energy into politics since she couldn't actually um, be her true self. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you, Jeanette. <laughs> Rankin. She also, if you look at pictures, oh man, the hats. She was, her hats were on point. She looks very stylish. <laughs> I'm super jealous. We'll get some good hat pics yeah, up on the Instagram. You're welcome. Yeah, I feel like in the past, oh, I don't know, 40 years, the hat games, especially in America, have, have really been on the decline. Yeah, I mean, I feel like last couple years, maybe it's taken an uptick. But uh, yeah, everybody's talking about the Met Gala or whatever. Mm-hmm. Rihanna had that that Pope hat, <laughs> that Pope hat. <laughs> oh, my God. One uh, of one of the things about Jeanette Rankin, too, when we talk about her like being in office for like both the votes on World War One and World War Two, like she wasn't in like the whole time, too. She got like voted out. After vo- voting right. against World War One, right. and then voted out after voting against World War Two. So she served two terms yeah, she just came at these back. very specific yeah. moments, which is yeah. like again very interesting that like she was willing to pay that price for what she twice. Yeah, right. she knew like yeah the second time around she knew if I vote against this and it was much more like a lot of people were isolationists and didn't want to intervene in World War One. That was a pretty common feeling, but in World War Two we've been attacked. It's way different, and she still was willing to, like, not go um, that direction. And I've been watching Ken Burns' The War a lot recently uh, because I have a very specific type of depression. (laughs) And uh, just watching the death of that, it's like, oh, man, Jeanette, you tried. (laughs) I mean, we had to enter that war, but it it is 
it it should not be taken lightly and i do feel like politicians right. often are very shill it's almost like they it's like how meat eaters don't think about their meat as food they don't think of soldiers as real people with right. families and things like that and she she was able to do that well, and I mean, if, especially in like a World War II situation, it's basically a given that everyone else is going to vote for it, that mm-hmm. like, it's less like she voted against, you know, fighting Hitler and more for like, you know, I want to make sure I say something that like stands up for my beliefs. Yes. She was like, I know I would be the first woman to get a vo- chance to vote on this. And I wanted to be the the one that said no. She, mm-hmm. uh, she, she knew and she did it because she's a woman, not necessarily because she thought it was um the popular like right. you know even the right or wrong thing and she just felt like she was speaking for women and she know she felt like she knew what women would want which that's so powerful of her as well because she didn't have kids but she was able to like speak for all the mothers uh <laughs> being like i don't want to send my son to mm-hmm. war like and i do feel like most moms feel that way yeah regardless most of women what- are pacifists in that way yeah, right. not I believe. Paul Ryan's I wanna, mom, but most. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, yeah, but I wanna, I don't wanna generalize. Some some women are bloodthirsty and want to kill, but I imagine Paul Ryan's mom don't. tried pushing him into traffic a lot, but just <laughs> just that face alone. But also, like even into her nineties when Vietnam was around, she was protesting the war and even briefly considered running again for Congress. Yeah, to in order to like protest the war in a more formal way right which is insane like level of stamina i don't know if that's the right term but i'm gonna use it right just like the moral strength she had is insane mm-hmm. yeah uh christy thank you yeah that's it Coming to you from the x-axis it's john of all trades with your host john x welcome 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 to this john of all trades podcast promo Each Wednesday, I bring you a brand new interview with someone fascinating and ask the question we all ask when we meet someone new. Hey, what do you do? It's fun, informative, and it's the 2017 Westward Reader's Choice Award winner for Best Denver Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and johnofalltrades.us. Anything else I missed, do you feel like? I mean, I think we hit the major points. I mean, I do have have this here. Um... Oh, it's an old shoe he found. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some baby raccoons inside. Yeah. Yes, raccoons, of course. I found it down in the crick. Uh-huh. Uh, we're broad to be more accurate, we're 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 broadcasting from Montana to really get that Rankin feel. Yeah, of course. Uh, we had to run an Ethernet cable for thousands of miles because <laughs> I don't think there's Wi-Fi in Montana. Um so, uh, I mean, most of most of the alternate history is really just like uh, things that things that affected her life. She still made the same decisions, but uh, different things brought her to those moments. Maybe. Um, so she was, of course, born uh, Janet Odin's daughter uh, in Asgard. Um, maybe I saw Infinity War uh, a day ago when I was working on this. And he saw a lot of parallels, is what he's trying to say. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Is she going to vote against Thanos, or what's the situation? <laughs> Let's not do the Infinity War. I, I mean, Spoiler I Spoiler alert, Brian. God. <laughs> yeah, I'm maybe go to 
if I accidentally leave in a spoiler, I'm going to tag this one real clearly. So don't get mad at me. Um, so she uh, she wields the hammer Mjolnir, uh, uh, but she gets separated from it occasionally. And in doing so, she learns... Uh, Over, like, financial disputes or... Uh, in, in, irreconcilable differences. Um, okay. That's what my parents were. Um, and so when she doesn't wield the Warhammer, she learns uh, the ways and advantages of pacifism. Uh-huh. Um, and so she is banished to the land of Montana by Odin for refusing to fight in his wars. Uh-huh. Um, and there she sort of... She's there for a Meets while because she's immortal. Portman. Does she meet Natalie Portman no, in Montana? No, she does not meet Natalie Portman. I completely forgot that part of the first Thor movie. Um, so pretty major part of the first two Thor movies. And which, then Marvel decided, we don't need to pay that Natalie Portman money no more. <laughs> we don't have the rights to mention Natalie Portman on this podcast. A very litigious person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, Natalie, Natalie Portman being a Jack Kirby character. Um uh, so there she uh, she sort of falls, uh, she gains an affection for humanity and becomes popular for her feats of strength and her ability to summon lightning storms, which... Now, if I could just say, and Christy's telling her the story, her brother was the attorney general of Montana, something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. So in this, I imagine it's the same thing where he's yeah just um, a normal attorney general who doesn't love mischief or... I mean... <laughs> Stabbing people. Yeah, I kind of forgot to include that detail. Uh, okay. Um, not to give that away. Um, but uh, so she decided she could do more uh, to help people, especially women. So she fights for the 19th Amendment, as as we discussed. And then when she's when she can, she runs for Congress. And so World War One is breaking out and she sees the nation engaging in this headlong rush to war. And uh, she stands against it. And when the rest of the House of Representatives uh, stands against her, uh, she basically says, says, fuck this, grabs the speaker's gavel, and uses it to smash the roof of the rotunda and flies out. Um, And goes back to Montana. But there she is basically exiled by the sort of bloodthirsty, war-hungry populace. Uh, and she wonders. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's rewind. Um, was she initially exiled from Montana? She was born in Montana and exiled from there. Yeah, this is more of a so. Uh, she was born in Asgard, exiled to Montana, and then okay. Sort of so I was going to say, if you were replacing the the Viking afterlife with Montana, <laughs> I feel bad for fucking Eric the Red, who, <laughs> who got there and was like, well, this is not well, what I expected. Guess I'm in Bozeman. Uh, um, I'm going to go to bed again. Um, so she, uh, she wanders around uh, the wilderness and meets a figure who we've discussed in this podcast before, the Dark Wanderer. Mm, yeah. Um, who promises her that she'll get another chance to bring about her treasured peace, but when the time comes, it will require a sacrifice. Um, so eventually she's reelected along with uh, FDR's wave, FDR being, of course, Professor Professor X. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did we establish that at some point? I don't remember, but I'm going with it. 
Um, okay, so we're just going to throw in casually for all future endeavors if this occurs. FDR is now Professor X. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to treat that as casually as I just did. Um, so she's serving in Congress and then uh, Pearl Harbor is attacked and she realizes the sacrifice she must make is the very seat that she fought for. And she votes no. And uh, in the in the gallery, she sees the Dark Wonder who takes off his hood to reveal he's actually her long-lost brother, Loki. Oh, um, you did remember that part then. I remembered that part, but not the brother part. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's exiled again and dealing with complicated feelings about the nature of World War II. Um, and she spends the rest of her life working in small ways for certain causes. Um, and when Vietnam comes up and she sees the return of an unjust war, uh, she realizes uh, the time has come to make a true sacrifice for the sake of peace and declares she would give up her immortality to stop the war. And then her form just dissolves on the breeze. And the war happened anyway. Yeah, well... Mm-hmm. Um, so, I forgot what that. a waste. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she's still around somewhere in some different form. That was the thing I was leaving open. But I was also very tired because I had to get up at 4 a.m. to... <laughs> To go to work. Um, so that is uh, the alternate version of Jeanette Rankin's story. I see. Um, so before we uh, before we move on to judgment real quick, just want to mention a few things. I also, to oh. add to my side, because I was just thinking about it, I just, like, because I didn't realized that she had lost her seat both times because of her vote and i just like there's so many things especially like in comedy or just mm-hmm. sexism in general that i want to like speak up about but i'm like afraid to lose status uh and i like tell myself well just don't speak up right now because if you're exiled your word not mine uh (laughs) if you're exiled uh you can't you have no power you know and like the fact that she was willing to give up everything she worked for to to say the right what she felt was the right thing man good for her because i just realized how hard that must have been she's like i have to i she knew probably that she was giving up her job like mm-hmm. how crazy just to say no on this thing that she knew would pass anyway yeah Ugh. there's kind of a what a hero there's kind of like a heartbreaking take photo. that eugene okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. there's a heartbreaking photo what i'm sorry uh, no that's of her, her after her vote against world war ii mm-hmm. um she is sitting in a like a phone booth like in the in the Capitol building, just on the phone with someone, just like and reporters are just like crowding around her, and it's just like her sitting alone, and it's mm-hmm. just like it's like it's heartbreaking, but it's also like yeah, she did this alone, she did this yeah. by herself. Um, yeah, it's really uh, that one will that one will definitely be up for for your perusal. I'm trying to put together more elaborate uh, slideshows for for the Instagram. 
think that's a great idea. Brian has been just just to set the scene, listeners. Uh, during uh, Christie's entire history, Brian was taking selfie after selfie. I could see some Instagram filters in there. That yep. one with the big anime eyes definitely popped up. <laughs> yeah, no, th- that's definitely what we're doing with. Uh... Yeah, we're doing a picture to of Jeanette. Fair, I got lost during yours because I was like, oh, nerd stuff. I'm tired. <laughs> no, I completely understand. I realized when I was writing that, I'm like, God, I hate myself. Uh, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I just haven't seen. I don't have any. I didn't know any of the references. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I think like. I six, saw the parallels a little bit. Six people do. Yeah. yeah. Well, this podcast is loved by six people. So <laughs> it's deeply. It's loved by four. Oh, it's okay. tolerated. Oh, on the oh okay. Damn. It's tolerated by eight people, I think. <laughs> well, good. Uh, um, uh, well, listeners, uh, Revisionist is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network, uh, along with such shows as Denver Orbit, which is an awesome show that just won uh, the Westward Best of Denver for Best Podcast. Uh, it's an audio magazine featuring different uh, musicians, artists, writers from around the city. Uh, so check out Denver Orbit, please. Um, <laughs> please clap. <laughs> please. <laughs> God, please. I remember I, I did like nerd roast and they made me Jeb Bush. I'm like, yeah, that totally, yeah, that, yeah. that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Please like me. Uh, yeah. I mean, you were already Jeb Bush. Yeah. It was either they just acknowledged gold. it. Yeah. Um, we also ask that you uh, review the podcast on whatever uh, podcast platform you listen to because it's crazy helpful for yep. getting the word out. And, uh, and if you write a review on iTunes, it's more helpful. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a bunch of fucking yeah, jiggly. It can literally non- be just like. JK, JK, all Five stars. Why don't you go to iTunes and correct Brian on all of his bullshit Marvel facts he got wrong? Yeah. But still give give us five stars stars. for the the actual history. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I could see anyone inclined to do that, doing that right now. Um, You can also interact with us via our website, revisionistpodcast.com, and social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of that. Uh, Christy, you host a weekly show at I do. Black Buzzard. Yes. 1624 Market Street, 930 every Wednesday. I have amazing headliners mm. coming through. Um, I haven't had a single week with somebody who hasn't been featured on Comedy Central and or Late Night. So please uh, come check that out. This I don't know. When does this come out? Uh, this comes out tomorrow. Oh, okay. So this week I have Alan Strickland Williams, who you might have seen on Conan. He's oh. one of my favorites. He's great. He's part of the sketch comedy group Women, if you ever liked um, their sketches. So come check him out. Uh, and it's the best. So And it's also free. It's a free show and the venue is amazing. So please come support live comedy and I appreciate you. Yeah, and the, the monthly show is also Yeah, oh, I have, a li- I have a monthly show with my girl gang, Pussy Bros, mm-hmm. Janae Burris, and Rachel Weeks. We have that last Saturday of the month. This uh, this week we have Chanel Ali, and she is amazing. And it's a showcase where we try to um, have women headliners and bring them out and make sure we focus and give a spotlight to women in comedy. So come and check that as well. That's $5, yeah. pretty much free. Yeah, and totally worth it. $5 is an insane price yeah, for that yeah. show. That show is yeah. amazing. Thank you. Um, Zach's Stage of Fools is still uh, 
The flame Olympic, is still burning. We got, uh, as of tomorrow, I guess, we'll probably release the episode for the second last episode of the season. Probably the second last episode of the series. So if you were considering listening to that podcast at any point, now's the time because probably in two weeks it will stop existing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a it's a podcast I do on the terrible E-channel uh, scripted drama, The Royals, which is a bad show that's based on Hamlet. Sort of. Beautiful. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yep. That's about it. Uh. As for me, uh, I'll actually be in New York, uh, next week, and I'll be doing uh, a show Wednesday, May sixteenth. Uh, barely making it at the Creek and Cave in Long Island City. Uh. So come check that out because that'll be really fun. Also, I uh recently guest hosted, uh, Queen City Companion, which is another show Christy yeah. hosts. Uh, which is available as a podcast through Mutiny Transmissions. So if you look up Mutiny Transmissions, uh, you'll get the podcast of that and all of their fantastic shows. Yeah, just have everybody come. Artists come and do their thing, and then comedians come and can't do comedy. They can do something else. And it's really Mm -hmm. fun to see what people come up with and the characters and the fiction they write or anything. So check it out. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows. Um, So if you are in Denver, Check out Queen City Companion the first Thursday of every month also. Um, But I believe, Zach, uh, judgment falls to you this episode. You know, I think Christy said it best when she said, that was a bunch of nerd shit, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) We've been on on kind of a run of the alternate history taking it away. And I think that was... uh, and we got that that Marvel tie-in. I'm fucking sick. I'm not going to be Dr. Pepper with its fucking Marvel tie-ins. This podcast is above it unless we get paid by Disney, which we are not. So for that reason, and uh, also because I think your story got a little sweaty at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I think this time uh, I'm going to make the unpopular vote just like... Just like uh, Jeanette Rankin Hell would yeah, have been and said like the Jeanette truth. <laughs> the yes. truth is what yes, will set you free. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so that is my vote for this uh this this episode of The Revisionists. Thank totally you so f- much. I needed this win <laughs> emotionally. Also, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, but your list of your ranking of Ken Burns documentaries by how depressed. Oh yeah. If you guys want to know, I could write a whole thesis on that. But yeah, my mood is total. You can tell what mood I'm in based on which Ken Burns documentary I'm watching. I can't even watch. Like if I'm watching The West, it's a cry. I'm, it's a cry for help. Honestly, I can't watch the genocide of the Indians. I could. I, that was too. It's too bad. Um, so if you ever see me watching that, please call the authorities. Well. Christy, I think both Brian and I hope that uh, for the foreseeable future, you're in a baseball kind Thank of Thank you. That is the best. That is the best one. Appreciate it. Where does jazz fall? Second. Second. Jazz. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those were the... I mean, I mean, the rest are kind of a tie for very, very yeah. far down the list. The Roosevelt's has some Roosevelt's yeah. is Good number stuff. three. Yeah. That one is yeah, good. That one's positive. Uh, I really identify with Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, mm. He's just... Uh, 
Yeah, he's just like such a badass. And and also, you did map the River of Doubt that one time. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, I fought that bear too. So, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. I did not realize how shitty Teddy Roosevelt's early life was until and, I watched that. Well, when I was yeah. watching that, also I was like, dude, he's just Trump in a different time. Like his, he's a narcissist for sure. Yeah. And uh, he was just like, my way or the highway. Yeah, I think and temperamentally like, Trump, politically probably better. Yeah, of obviously. course. Much better. Yeah, he has yeah. some human empathy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. But yeah. But no, totally, totally see that. Some of that, like, uh, feeling like he can do no wrong uh, sort of thing and big statements. I don't know. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Christy, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, Zach, thank you as always. Good to of see course. you through the computer. I know. Yeah. We have the camera up too. finally, so we can tell when each other's about to talk a lot better, I think. <laughs> um, but for everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have a good time. <laughs>